Praise the Lord. We're praising God for his goodness and his great love. It's privilege the Lord has blessed us to come together tonight. That again we may hear the teaching of his word. And that song again has been on my heart. The words of this song, the meaning, the thing that touches me and goes so deep with me. Of a truth, I would rather have Jesus than anything this world could afford today. I think before we sing such song that we should count the cost, that we should think about all these earthly things, all these material things that is here to tempt us. So many of these things has caused so many people to wax cold, to turn from God to the things of the world. You may cut that off, cut the organ off, and you won't hear all of that. Thank you. The Bible said, the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but it is the ones that will endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. Who remember the subject on Sunday morning? Huh? No, that wasn't it. Not Sunday morning. I I come over here to stay till I die. I said I didn't mean in Greater Bethlehem Temple, but I mean with the Lord. A lot of us didn't come over here to stay. I often think about what Paul said about demons. He got the Holy Ghost just like Timothy, a lot of the rest of them. He rejoiced in the Lord. He walked with God for a while until he started looking at the things of the world. He stopped going along with Paul and Timothy 
and the rest of them. He turned back to the world. So Paul informed Timothy that Demas had forsaken him, having loving this present world. The Bible tells us, love not the world. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. When you start loving the world or the things that are in the world, you will turn from God. We should be very, very careful. I'm afraid, Lord knows I am, I'm afraid for God's people today. I'm afraid for you. I'm afraid that you're going to allow the cares of this life, the things of this world, to stop you from walking with God. I'm afraid. God knows I'm afraid. And I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going back to my old teaching habits. Things I used to say, I feel that there is, there is a need to say them now. Only a few people are going to be saved. Only a few. I hope it be you. I hope you has already purposed in your heart, Lord, if don't but a few be saved, let me be one of those out of the few. There's millions of people, millions, billions, that say they want to be saved, but they're not willing to pay the price. To be saved, there must first be a sacrifice. Amen. You must put God first. You can't put him first if you don't love him and if you don't fear him. You have to love God. Amen. I want you all to pray for me. That God will forever give me the boldness. And let me keep this same spirit in mind that I have now. That I won't take down nor will I lay it aside because of what other people think or teach. Amen. Amen. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. But it filled my heart with sorrow to see God's people are people that say they love God and will put anything or let anything come before God. 
I don't call that love. Love means that you will try your very best to please whoever you love or whatever you love. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Husband should love his wife. And God put emphasis on that. Not only should the husband love his wife, but the wife is required also by God to love her husband. If you love him, you'll try to please him. If he loves you, he'll try to please you. Now that doesn't mean to let you do what you want to do. Amen. I, I wouldn't let my wife do anything she wanted to do to prove to her that I love her. If she didn't know about the deeds that I'm doing and the way that I am, then I couldn't just let her do anything. Amen. God ain't going to let us do anything, but he loves us. He's not going to let us have our way, but he loves us. Amen. I'm glad tonight to see brother and sister Collins in Bible class tonight. Amen. They, they, they made me feel good. And by the way, this is the one. You won't forget it. And do you not know Jesus is soon to come? How many believe that? Then if you really believe it, you will get in a hurry. You will really start examining yourself to see whether or not that God is really pleased with your life. Before I really start, before I give this subject, you should purpose in your heart tonight. You should make a vow tonight, not just wait until 1987 if you live. I wouldn't be surprised if Jesus come before 87. But you should purpose and you should make a vow within yourself tonight. Said I'm not going to let nothing stop me from serving God. Nothing. Nothing. People is making preparation, they is, they is preparing. I'm telling you, God is a good God. Mm. You don't know why I'm saying that, but get something down in here. I just don't believe we love God like we say. 
saying. And God, at times to us, it seems like he is just a helpless God. Seems like that he's one of those gods that was down in Egypt. One of those gods that was made and carved out by some man. Seems like sometimes that we can just take him and put him where we want to. If we want to put him up here with us, we'll put him up here. And if not, we'll put him behind. We'll forget about it. But you know what he said? I have long time held my peace. But he won't keep silent much longer. For God to give us strength. For him to give us health. Twelve hours a day. Allow us to do our own thing. Then we are not grateful enough to say, Lord, I appreciate it. So much so, we going to still say, Lord, I thank you for what you gave me, but Lord, I want your time now. Let me ask you something. Who here tonight is sick? Sick. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. That's one, two, three, four, five. There's five people in here sick. You could have used that for an excuse to stay at home. But you didn't. You're here. If you're sick, it makes me to know you don't feel good. You had to press your way. But yet you are here. Now for somebody that wants to do some little petty things. Put up Christmas trees. Oh, that's not it. I'm only just using that. Paint in the living room. Decorating the house. This is more important than serving God. You don't love God. You hear me? Huh? We only love in tongue and words. But if you love God, you'll put that stuff aside. See, God has blessed me across the day. What shall I render to the Lord? I'm going to lay these things aside. Dishes have to stay in the sink. Kitchen have to remain dirty. Hallelujah.
I'm going to church. You shouldn't let anything stop God knows them that are his. I preached a sermon Sunday night. How many of you was not here on Sunday night? Amen. Then I'll tell you. This, the sermon on Sunday night was very touchy. A lot of folks got the Holy Ghost, but they ain't saved. The question is, are you saying? A lot of folks speaking in tongues, but they ain't saying. I don't believe that Jesus, along with his apostles, tried to make it easy for nobody. The 17th 
chapter of the book of St. Luke.
going to get around to it. I'm trying to tell you, God don't owe you nothing. Hallelujah. Sometimes we feel that we're doing him a favor. You ain't doing God no favor. Hallelujah. You just doing your duty. Amen. He don't have to thank you for it. He don't have to praise you for it. It's your duty. After you've done all. I know I'm getting a little ahead of the lesson. After you've done all. Wiped in the field. Now you done come to the house. And you got the sun. Then you got to clean up. Washing all the dishes. Spread in the floors. Still don't think you've done nothing. Count yourself as a prophet. Amen. Done no more than your duty. Hallelujah. I hope you can see what I'm sort of driving at. Because I think a lot of us think God owes us. We think we really done something. Look how we can't hold it.
Well, you can have it because God is speaking tonight. Praise the Lord, everyone. The subject tonight, what does God owe us? Is he in our debt? We should thank him for whatever he has done for us. This comes from St. Luke 17 and 7. Whatever we do in the service of Christ, we must be very humble and not imagine that we can merit any favor at his hand or claim it as a debt. Even the apostles themselves, who did so much more for Christ than others, must not think that they had thereby made him their debtor. Number one, we are all God's servants. His apostles and ministers are in a special manner so. And as servants are bound to do all we can for his honor. Our whole strength and our whole time are to, are to be employed for him. For we are not our own, nor at our own disposal, but at our master's. Number two, as God's servants, it becomes us to fill up our time with duty. And we have a variety of work appointed us to do. We ought to make the end of one service the beginning of another. The servant that has been plowing or feeding cattle in the field, when he comes home at night, has work to do still. He must wait at the tables, verses 7 and 8. When we have been employed in the duties of a religious conversation, that will not excuse us from the exercises of devotion. When we have been working for God, still we must be waiting on God waiting on him continually. Number three, our principal care here must be to the duty of our relation and leave it to our master to give us the comfort of it when and how he thinks fit. No servant expects that his master should say to him, go and sit down to meet. It is time enough to do that when we have done our day's work. Let us be in care to finish our work and to do that well. And then the reward will come in due time. Number four, it is fit that Christ should be served before us. Make ready wherewith I may sup, and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Doubting Christians say that they cannot give to Christ the glory of his love as they should because they have not yet obtained the comfort of it. But this is wrong. First, let Christ have the glory of it. Let us attend him with our praises. And then we shall eat and drink in the comfort of that love. And in this there is a feast. Number five, Christ's servants, when they are to wait upon him, must gird themselves, must free themselves from everything that is entangling and encumbering, and fit themselves with a close application of mind to go on, to go through with their work. They must gird up the loins of their minds when we have prepared for Christ's entertainment, have made ready wherewith he may sup. We must then gird ourselves to attend him. 
This is expected from his servants, and Christ might require it from us, but he does not insist upon it. He was among us, among his disciples, as one that served, and came not as other masters to take state and to be ministered unto, but to minister. Witness his washing his disciples' feet. Number six, Christ's servants do not so much as merit his thanks for any service they do. Does he thank that servant? Does he reckon himself indebted to him for it? No, by no means. No good works of ours can merit anything at the hand of God. We expect God's favor, not because we have by our services made him a debtor to us, but because he has by his promises made himself a debtor to his own honor. And this we may plead with him, but cannot sue for a quantum merit according to merit. Whatever we do for Christ, though it should be more perhaps than some others do, yet it is no more than it is our duty to do. Though we should do all things that are commanded us, and alas, in many things we come short of this, yet there is no work of super arrogation, super arrogation. It is what we are bound to by that first and great commandment of love, loving God with all our heart and soul, which includes the utmost. Number eight. The best servants of Christ, even when they do the best services, must humbly acknowledge that they are unprofitable servants. Though they are not those unprofitable servants that bury their talents and shall be cast into outer darkness. Yet as to Christ and any advantage that can occur to him by their services, they are unprofitable. Our goodness extended not unto God, nor if we are righteous is he the better. Psalms 106 and 2, Job 22 and 2, Job 35 and 7. God cannot be a gainer by our services, and therefore cannot be made a debtor by them. He has no need of us nor can our services make any addition to his perfections. It beco becomes us, therefore, to call ourselves unprofitable servants, but to call his service a profitable service. For God is happy without us, but we are undone without him. Thank you, Sister Davis. We want you to go now to the 11th verse of St. John 17. This is another part. I mean, St. Luke 17. Sorry. St. Luke, the 17th chapter, the 11th verse. This is where, from the very beginning, that God started dealing with my heart on this. 
how unthankful we are. How ungrateful we are. As the Lord began to deal with my heart, as I began to read, and he just opened his word up the more, my mind as well to help me to see and to understand the people and to see how ungrateful we are towards God. God has done wonders. Many, many things in our lives. From the very beginning up to now. And most of us, it's a shame to say, we're taking God for granted. Amen. How ungrateful and how unthankful are we? When, when, and if God do anything for you, he's looking for you to thank him for. Hallelujah. Many of us, we take him for granted. Amen. The more you will praise anybody, the more they will do for you. Amen. Sometimes the husband want to bring some little surprises into his wife. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as there's something coming from him to her to give her to know, honey, I've been thinking about you. Stop downtown now. But you, I bought you a box of candy, a pocket handkerchief, some roses. Or whatever he see fit to bring. She ought to thank him for it. Not just receive it and say, mm, thanks. But all through the night. Hallelujah. She should say, honey, I was just thinking. How that you were thinking about me. I thank you for what you brought. Amen. If it's something real small, it's going to make him feel sort of, well, this, that ain't nothing. Much. I, don't, I don't deserve all this from you. Next time, he's going to do more. But when you, with your unthankful sin, <laughs> I 
instead of thanking him, you criticize him. Is this all I'm worth? Just love the chocolate cake. I'm gonna surprise him tonight when he come in. I'm gonna fix his supper. Then for dessert, I'm gonna surprise him with this good homemade chocolate cake. Don't get no Betty Crocker. <laughs> if you can cook a cake now. If you can't cook one, then it's the best to go get something other that's already made up. You ought to get somebody to help you to cook one. Every woman ought to learn how to cook. I think I better let that alone. Every woman ought to know how to make a cake from scratch. I say I better leave that alone. Every woman ought to know how to serve. Because in your married vows, it states that. Will you take this man to be your wedded wife? Will you obey him? Will you serve? Serve. And serving don't mean to say that it is. I cooked it, you get it. Serving don't mean to just
Y'all don't like this, do you? It's putting too many y'all on the spot, but it's fun. Talking about Simon. Everybody can't say. You should. Your husband is your guest. He should be at all times. You don't do that. Now you ain't doing nothing extra. Wives, intended wives, you ain't doing nothing extra. He don't really have to pray you for nothing to do That's your duty. You don't have to praise him if he's out there working and taking care of you. If you don't praise him, he'll quit. No, that's his duty. He's supposed to work. He's supposed to take care of you. I told an individual the other day, I said, if the wife and husband is working, Then the wife, if she's taking care of part of the bill, he should praise her for it. Because that's not her duty. Oh, no, I say that's not her duty. It's not her responsibility. It's his responsibility to take care of her. But when she's sharing her money, whatever she does, he ought to say, honey, that's your thing. Because if it hadn't been for you this month, I don't know what Thank you. Oh, that's the way it should be done. <laughs> I paid the light bill last year, or last month, you supposed to pay this month. I paid the rent before, you supposed to pay this time. We supposed to go have it. No, you don't. Whatever she does, thank her for it. It'll make her do more. The Lord want to help us. We don't appreciate what we should appreciate. And do you want it? Do you want me to tell you something real soft? And whisper telling you, especially black folks. They don't appreciate that place. They are grateful. The wife can do it all. He ain't grateful. Verse 11. It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Now, this is us. This is you. This is God going out of his way. All right, right. Lord, help us. 
wonders in your life. He brought you from nothing. He brought you from nowhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You was nothing but a poor, wretched, stink town. He didn't scarn you. Looking bad. Smelling bad. You was bad. But he didn't pass you by. Somebody cried out. Oh Lord. Thou son of David. Have mercy. Hallelujah. He turned around. He went back 
fell down at the feet of Jesus. He cried out, glorified God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Don't tell me looking for praises. Whether you give it to him or not, he's looking for praises. He said there were ten. I healed ten. Where's the nine? Where's the rest of them? Hallelujah. Glory. You that fail to praise him, he's asking you, where's my praises? Where's my hallelujahs? Where's the, where's the? Oh, hallelujah. Haven't he done something for you? Didn't he fill you with the Holy Ghost? Didn't he heal your body? Hallelujah. 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 He didn't have to do it. And sinking said, He lifted me with tender hands. He lifted me from My heart was so heavy 
is disappointed. Hallelujah. He's disappointed in us. He didn't have to bless us. He's not in our debt. Do you hear me? He don't owe us nothing. We owe everything to him. All the praises. Whatever we can do, he's looking for us to do it. That was very simple. He worked a miracle on these ten lepers. Nine of them was Jews. Read your Bible. Only one that was a Samaritan. And that was the one that came back. The other saying he had a right to do it. We are Abraham's children. Hallelujah. But God don't have to do nothing. But that one lonely Samaritan. Read your Bible to tell you. He came back and said that though he was a Samaritan, he was distinct him from the rest of them. He was. He the only one fell down. Hallelujah. You can't find for the other's time. Hallelujah. Taking God for granted. Lord, don't let me take you for granted. Let me thank you for everything. Let me wake up at night thanking you. Going long in the morning, thank you. On my job, I want to thank you. He is worthy. But you know that's, that's a small thing. To do the thing that he done. And all you got to do is to show this. Gratitude. With a sincere heart, I thank you. And do you know there's some Jews in here now? Won't thank you. Don't tell me he ain't looking for it. I said, don't tell me he ain't looking for it. If you got the Holy Ghost. You should never stop praising God for saving a wretch. He don't have to give you a thousand cows, a cattle up on the hill. He don't have to give you a new automobile. Hallelujah. But what have you already done? Some of you didn't think it this morning. For blessing you to rise up closed in your right mind. And I don't mean just get on your knees in the morning and say, Lord, I thank you. But all across today, you got to say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you. You've been good to me. You've been good to me. Now don't tell me he ain't expecting it. This one went back. And he fell down very sincere with all of his heart. I thank you. Jesus looked. He said, wasn't that 10? I healed 10. I cured 10. Where is the nine? 
my friend, he told me to introduce this to you tonight. Where is the nine? Don't you know it's a sin not to praise him? Especially when he done done something for you. It's a sin. He said, where is the nine? I'm disappointed. Why didn't all of them come back? They took a look at themselves. They knew that they were healed. Why didn't they return back and thank me? But they didn't do it. Hallelujah. You know I'm teaching. But my heart is heavy. Because of so many unthankful people. The Jews felt because of they was who they were. He was obligated to do for them what he did. But we was all there in the same shape. They all, not just one, not just the Samaritan, but all ten of them when they saw Jesus they was outcast you know the Jews had no dealing with the with the Samaritan but they was there together with that one in the same place in the same leopard camp they were there but when they saw Jesus they knew who he was. Hallelujah. They cried out with a loud voice. Hallelujah. He said, if you call me, I will answer you. Call me, I'll come see about you. Hey! Somebody call me. Hallelujah. What you a leopard? Weren't you in distress? Didn't you call on him? Didn't he answer you? Didn't he heal you? How can you not praise him? Hallelujah. 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 If you don't do nothing else, he's done enough. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother, this is something. Oh, yes. No, my friend, he don't owe us anything. Oh, no. He's done enough. But yet because he loves us, he just keep on doing it. He just keep on blessing us. He just keep on blessing us. And I love him for it. Read. As he entered into a certain village. Uh huh. You see, you see, they stood afar off. We was afar off. Was we? Oh, I don't believe you really know that. We was afar off. So contaminated, so nasty, and a leopard stinks. When that disease started running, everywhere it run, it makes the soul. 
Turn you white. Smelling bad. He stood up far off. He didn't tell them, don't you come no closer. No, but they knew the law. Hallelujah. They stood up far off. And what did they say? They lifted up their voices. When you mean business, you ain't ashamed. You don't care who knows it. Hallelujah. I once was lost. Now I'm found. I used to be in the gutter. Hallelujah. My life was roaring. Hallelujah. I shouted everywhere I go. Hallelujah, but I cried out to him. One that was able to say to the others. Hallelujah. They lifted up their voices. And said, oh Lord. That's the one to call on. Oh, when you call that name. Hallelujah. They said, Jesus. Can you imagine? Let me show you how it's going to sound. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I want you ten, amen, to say Jesus. Say it loud. Come on. Jesus. Maybe they wanted to do it again to make sure he heard them. They said, Anybody could stay away from him when David said he's a God that is plenty in mercy. 
He got plenty mercy. He's a God of compassion. When he looked on them and heard their cry, they say we need help. Have mercy. In other words, help us. I know you can. Help us. Have mercy on us. They didn't say, you can tell it was more than one now that cried. He didn't say, have mercy on me. Have mercy on us. We's all in the same shape. Help us. Then what happened? When he saw them, he said unto them, don't you see he didn't pray no prayer? Huh? Don't tell me he ain't who he say he is. Don't tell me he ain't God in the flesh. Don't wonder when he said, when you see me, you'll see the Father. Hallelujah. He didn't touch him. Hallelujah. He didn't pray over him. He didn't say go to the river and dip yourself. He just gave him an order. Go show yourself to the priest. When he told them that, they was full of lapsy. But as they went, faith is the substance of faith's hope for. The evidence of faith is not seen. By faith in his word, they start walking. Hallelujah. They got a certain distance. One looked at himself. Hallelujah. See that his flesh was restored. Hallelujah. That it should be. He turned. Say, look at him. Nobody done that but Jesus. Wait a minute. I know he told me to go show myself to the priest, but I got to go back for him. I'm going back. Hallelujah. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to thank him. Oh, glory. Mm. Hallelujah. You ought to be still running. Hallelujah. Jesus said. Come on. As they went. They, they, all of them. They was cleansed. Come on. And one of them. When he saw. Now they all was clean. When he saw that he was clean, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Fell on his face at his feet. Giving him faith. He, he was a Samaritan. While the rest of them, hallelujah. Come on, I'm thankful now. <laughs> Don't you know he was looking for it? Can you see this picture painted? Huh? 
He didn't say, now when you, when you boys see that you're healed, now you come back now because you owe me something. He didn't tell him anything. But when that one came back, hallelujah, the other nine should have came. But, read. He answered and said, was, was not that ten cleansed? But where are the nine? <laughs> He's asking that tonight. He's asking that tonight. Where are the nine? I'm just as serious as I can be. Lord knows I am. Tears would help you to realize and to see that I was that I am serious. I would say, Lord, help me to shed tears to let you see what he's really talking about. It grieves my heart. It grieves God's heart to know what he has done for us. How can we Treat him like we're treated. Hallelujah. The nine was cleansed. The nine was healed. I'm talking about the nine that didn't return. Amen. But the one turned around. And praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, he was so glad. He was so glad. What about you? When I see you in God's sanctuary, and I don't mean you, I mean people in general, whether here, all over the world, that want Praise God. Unless he do something special right then and there. And then that praise won't last very long. He's still saying where is the nine? He took a simple low down dirty nation of people Classed as dogs. You were dogs. Gentile nation. Dogs. Jewish people had class. More so than the Gentile. They would eat anything. They would worship anything. They would have sex with their mama. With the daughters, and that's what's happening now, some of them. Daddies having relationship with the daughters. Low down, dirty dogs. That dog spirit. Hallelujah. Wasn't fit to come in God's presence at all. Hallelujah. Serving other gods. Look what a mess we was in. Amen. This 
nothing new under the sun. They was doing it then, they're doing it now. Amen. But in spite of, he know that we was human beings. And he know that we was no good, but yet there was some good in us. Nobody can see his voice, God. He overlooked that stuff was in us. Hallelujah. He decided to come our way. Ain't you glad? Mm. Out of all that he have done for us, we done forgot it. Where's the nine? He's looking tonight for somebody to praise him. He's looking tonight for somebody to tell of his goodness. Go and tell the world how good he is. Tell them where he picked you up from. Tell them what you was. Tell them you was a liar. Tell them you was a homager. Tell them you was a drunker. Tell them you was a dope pusher. Tell them you was a murderer. But tell them I'll save you. Glory to Jesus. I'll save you. Hallelujah. No, my friend. No, no, no. He don't owe you nothing. He's not in your debt. But you ain't his. You can't add nothing to him. He is holy all by himself. He is perfect. He is happy without you. He is happy without us. He can do without us, but we can't do without him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, if this ain't a Bible class. I hope it's doing something for you. I hope you ain't taking this lightly. Because I'm just as serious. Instead of that, we running, looking for blessings. God promised this. God going to do this. God going to do that. Oh, no. Honey, if he never blessed me with nothing here on earth, he have already blessed me. Hallelujah. I'm going to still serve him. I'm going to still praise him. 